0: This is the Mosh Pit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. Hey, this is Liam from Cascades and you're listening to the Mosh Pit on Sin.
1: Liam White is a guitarist of Melbourne band Cascades, whose debut self-titled album is out now. They'll be playing at the Reverence Hotel on the 15th of July and the Gasometer Hotel on the 5th of August. Liam, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thanks very much for having me, Ben.
1: You're very welcome. Now, how did the band start?
0: Um, well, three of the guys in the band um, knew each other from playing in another band in Hobart a few years ago called The Ghost and the Storm Outside and it was kind of a, um, like a crust sort of prog crossover band, I suppose. And they played in that band for about maybe three or four years off and on. And um, after separately all moving to Melbourne, uh, maybe about uh, eight years ago or something, um, a couple of years ago, um, the guys sort of decided to start rehearsing again just because they were really missing playing music and had had you know, a few years out of playing music. Um, got together and started riding together as a three-piece. And then um, they drafted in um, another friend that Toby, um, our drummer, knew from um, work and through BMX contacts. Um, So they both ride BMX and it's um, Sam Filmer, who's our synth player, and they sort of started jamming as a four-piece then. Um, And then I joined last and we sort of started working on making some sh- songs um, take shape and adding vocals in there and I guess trying to really figure out what the direction of the band was going to be because we, you know, instead of starting a band and saying, all right, we'd like it to sound like this and this and this, we just sort of started jamming together and, um, you know, the sound of the band took a while to evolve. It probably took about a year or so to really take shape and um, until we felt like we were a little bit more focused. I guess, you know... Starting out, you tend to have a bunch of different ideas that lead in a whole bunch of different directions, and then it's up to you to filter out which ones work and which ones you're kind of excited about pursuing. And for us, it was kind of um, about exploring those ideas that challenged us as musicians and um, pushed us to write and, I guess, perform those songs in ways that we hadn't really done in um, previous bands that we'd done um, separately. So. It's been challenging, um, but it's been really exciting to kind of push ourselves to do stuff that we've never done
1: before. In terms of finding your sound, where do you draw influences from, inspiration from, and how do you kind of sort of slowly f- funnel into something that you're like, yep, this is it, this is what we want to be?
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a funny one because um, we all have pretty varied music tastes, so, you know, we might, as a band, be listening to, um, you know, some experimental, um, you know, synth performances. I mean, Sam Filman's really into that, um, that more uh, sound and um, texture, experimental-type music. Um, and, you know, we probably have a bit of a crossover in terms of what we listen to, you know, bands like Neurosis and Isis and um and the cure, and um you know those kind of heavy um bands that create a bit of a um textured layered sound where you've not just got you know an upfront kind of guitar assault, but you've got other instruments kind of um adding to create like a really layered and um, nuanced kind of sound so um you know a, that sort of stuff. Um, Toby and I listen to a bit of hip hop as well, and um, we've, uh, you know, most of us have come from a punk, a punk and hardcore background as well, listening to a whole bunch of um, thrash bands and whatever else. And um, I guess you know it's it's quite varied in terms of what stuff we listen to. So it's been interesting. Like you know, with this record, um, the first kind of re- couple of reviews have sort of really gone down that path of saying, oh, okay, well, it sounds a bit like ISIS meets Old Man Gloom meets um, Neurosis or something like that. But uh, I I guess we've been trying to synthesise a whole bunch of um, other ideas like, you know, some stuff from that 80s kind of goth era of um, bands like like The Cure and those sort of bands that, um, you know, they take a while to build songs and add layers and more and more and more layers until, you know, it's almost like you can't add any more and then the next riff starts and it's even bigger and, you know, both we love that sort of songwriting where it's um, not that um, intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, guitar solo sort of stuff. You know, we we really like trying to evoke a sense of um, starting somewhere and then, you know, finishing somewhere else and it's kind of that linear mode of songwriting that we've tried to do with this band where you you know, start somewhere and then by the time the song finishes it doesn't sound anything like what you started with. And that kind of keeps us interested in um, songwriting and keeps us um, trying to push ourselves to write in new ways as well.
1: I think I definitely relate to the people who sort of... In a way, kind of, I felt like I was showing my bias by really associating you guys in my head with the kind of what people call post-metal and all that sort of stuff... And sort of looking at, you know, the tags that you use on Bandcamp, the kind of words you use to describe yourself in other stuff like Facebook and all that stuff you kind of then learn to sort of think about, hey, this is what these guys perceive themselves as. And uh, you you listen again, you kind of, you hear that stuff. You hear a bit more of a hardcore influence. You hear a bit more of The Cure, especially I think it was in um, the second song off the album. And it's it's kind of fascinating for me personally. Like, you know, you approach something and you kind of have these inbuilt tendencies, but there's so much more to that. From your guys' perspective, how do you feel when people sort of come to it and they may not necessarily get out of it, what you think you put into it?
0: Yeah, well, I think that's a really interesting question, Ben. I I mean, I suppose you can only create the stuff that you really want to listen to. And and once you put it out into the world and perform it to people, then it sort of bears to... um, you know, digest and react to in the way that they see fit. You know, you can only really try and convey an idea and I suppose that's kind of the way that any um, sort of art works. You know, you try and get something across but then somebody might read it and have a completely different reading of that um, performance or the book or the, you know, the painting that you might be doing or whatever and, you know, you can you can try and um, pack as much kind of, um, uh, like referencing to your idea or trying to express that idea in a whole bunch of different ways but then someone might read it and then or you know listen to the music or whatever and just go well hang on that's not I don't get that at all what I get is this you know um so I find that really interesting and for us that's pretty exciting actually to kind of um, have people respond to the music and even if it's something that's really unexpected it's really interesting for us and and quite exciting for someone to say oh you know, maybe, have you checked out this band? And if we haven't heard of them or, you know, haven't gone out of our way to listen to them before, that's really exciting because then we can go, oh, cool, maybe there's somebody else who's, um, you know, trying to explore the same sort of ideas that we are or trying to approach music in the same sort of way that, that, that we're approaching it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely we have um, a whole bunch of sounds that are reminiscent of that kind of, you know, post-metal genre. Um, But it's really, I guess, you know, for us it's just kind of playing the sort of music that we like to listen to and that's probably why there are some of those influences in there that span a few of those genres where you've got, you know, a bit of hardcore and a bit of punk rock and a bit of um, thrash and a bit of doom and, you know, like maybe a few of those other kind of um, influences coming through as well because that's kind of the music that we like to listen to and we're just expressing that through the stuff that we're writing, I suppose
1: in terms of the name of the band how'd you come up with that because i love it it's very evocative it's uh, cascades and then immediately you think of cascades of what it's just a great name how'd you guys come up with that name
0: oh thanks ben um well i guess we kind of we wanted to reference place and nature in the band because you know we all have a really strong connection to um, nature having grown up in four of us growing up in tassie and um, one of us growing up in Gippsland. So it's a nod to, to nature and to kind of, um, you know, I don't know, intransience and all that sort of stuff. And, um, and we wanted to just have a name that didn't feel like it was a tough kind of like macho metal name. You know, you have these bands where you're like, oh, that sounds... You, you immediately think, oh, that sounds like really sort of manly metal band, and we didn't want to do that um, because that's really not what we... Are trying to do so um I don't know names are funny it's um in the end I think you just have to pick one and go with it and then try and create your meaning about what that name means by you know all the effort that you put into writing music and performing and all that sort of stuff and eventually it'll become your own hopefully so um I guess that's where we're at with it <laughs>
1: <laughs> in terms of the album what was the process for writing the album
0: um, well, yeah, it was a pretty extended process, actually. Um, we, we took about a year or so to write those songs, and, um, you know, we started with some of them... Um, actually, most of the songs started much, much faster than the, um, the tempo that they ended up on the record, and we kind of, you know, would start with these ideas, and, um, you know, as I mentioned before, um, the three of the guys who used to play in the Ghost in the Storm that side... Um, were jamming together, and and some of those ideas ended up in these songs, but they were originally a lot faster and more kind of like crust and um, like hardcore influenced, I suppose. And so what we ended up doing was just playing around with tempos a lot with the band and um, just figuring out exactly what speed and what dynamics would suit each of the ideas we were trying to get across. And then it was, from there, it was a process of, basically removing all of the distractions from the um, ideas that we were trying to convey. So, you know, where where one person might be doing a, a part that we wanted to kind of feature, the rest of the band would be going, OK, so how can we get out of the way of this part so that this part can kind of shine through? And whether that was a vocal part or a drum fill or a synth part or a little bass run or something like that, um, you know, we went through this really conscious process of trying to um, get out of each other's way and trying to give each other room so um, you know there's a few parts on the record that I, every time I hear them I'm still really excited about them because I feel like we've created um, a bit of space for each other and with five instruments all kind of competing in the band it can feel crowded if you're not consciously trying to um, give each other room so that's definitely something that we were really conscious about when we were writing for the record and and, um, and about giving the songs some space, you know. So we, that's why we've kind of ended up with only five songs on the record because most of them go for about eight or nine minutes um, just because we slowed a lot of them down a lot and um, really tried to focus on um, creating space and atmosphere and letting the songs breathe a bit as well.
1: In terms of the recording process, how do you try to... or how did you try to kind of get this vision across in that? Was it it smooth? How did it all work out?
0: Uh, We recorded the record with Joel Taylor at Black Lodge in Brunswick um, and we basically recorded it all live. So we set up in a room um, all facing each other. Sam and I were both in an isolation booth um, with our guitar amps um, and the amps were like super, super hot. Um, And um, But we all kind of had eye contact with each other and we purposely wanted to do that because we wanted to, I guess, document what the band sounds like in a room playing together. And um, because we'd worked on the songs for so long and gotten to the point where we felt like the arrangements that we had um, worked out for them when we were performing them was basically what we wanted on the record, um, we didn't want to go into the studio and just do everything piece by piece and end up with something that didn't have the same energy and the same... Um, kind of weight that we wanted to convey um, through our live performance. And we kind of felt like the way that we were rehearsing and writing the songs, we, we ended up getting them to a point where we felt like these are kind of, you know, they're working pretty well. Um, and so that's what the recording process was really about. It was about, um, you know, us performing live together and trying to nail the song in a fluid take. And it took a lot of takes on some of the songs to get them right because there's a whole bunch of different changes and, um, you know, we ended up doing some of the parts over and, over and over and over and over and over again until we got them right. But it was quite satisfying, I think, that we ended up doing that rather than just piecing it together um, bit by bit in the studio because, you know, the, the takes that you hear on the record is a band playing together in the studio and that's, um, that's something that we really wanted to try and nail in the studio and... Um, Luckily, Joel, who was um, engineering that, was really great at just kind of getting out of our way and, you know, being there when we needed someone to ask a question of or just to say, "Hey, is this working or not?" Um, but generally, he was just um, working to document the band, which we found really, um, really worked for us because because we, you know, spent so long working on the songs, we were like, "Okay, I think these are pretty much done." Um, and he did a great job of encouraging, but also just. Um, just being there and, um, he, you know, he's he, we're using him now as a live engineer because we know that he really gets the band and he's fantastic to work with. So um, it was a really quite a smooth um, process as far as that stuff goes.
1: Lyrics, How, did you write those?
0: Um, Sam and I both write, um, wrote the lyrics. Actually, um, it was kind of a team effort, you know. Um, Sam and I and Toby... Um, kind of came up with the backbone for most of the songs, but then we've passed them all by the rest of the, the guys in the band and everyone's sort of, you know, I guess, signed off on the lyrics or, like, you know, at least been um, involved in feeding into what we're talking about. So it was a bit of a group effort, really.
1: Uh, Where did you draw the inspiration from for these?
0: Um, well, I guess, you know, we kind of talked about what we wanted to write about as a band and some of the stuff that we'd been reading and talking about was about um you know that meeting point of um nature versus human kind of um interaction and um and having a negative effect on the environment you know and that's kind of something that's been in our psyche really you know um all of us growing up outside of the city we know what it's like to grow up in an area that's really naturally beautiful but then um you know, four of us growing up in Tassie, we really saw that um, the way that humans can kind of have a really negative effect on the environment. And I mean, for years, you know, um, Tassie was really kind of at the forefront of um, destroying a lot of the, be- you know, the natural beauty that the state has. So um, we kind of wanted to talk about that interaction between humans and nature and also about you know that's that's kind of about what white water is about where it's you know it's talking about um the bushfires that went through the world heritage area in tassie in 2016 and um, how climate change has caused those fires to be hotter and more intense than they ever have been and you know um someone had commented on that particular fire and and um called it Representative of what they said was system collapse. And that's pretty terrifying for us to live in this age where we're looking at story after story about the limited time that we've got to put the brakes on um, climate change and global warming and stuff. And, and we're really quite terrified about that. So that's part of what it's about. Um, and then part of the lyrics are about kind of yeah, well, okay, we're pointing the finger and going, we need to do something about this. But then as people as well, we're equally responsible for that and we're equally responsible for, um, you know, taking responsibility for that sort of stuff. And, and we don't do as much as we could do And that, you know, we talk about our own vulnerabilities and our fallibilities and um, our own feelings of powerlessness in the face of this huge kind of, Um, issue that's in front of us and um, so you know it's kind of we wanted to talk about what it is to be human and what it is to live in 2016 or 2017 and what it is to come from an area that's naturally beautiful and live in the city and um, that's kind of you know it's partly about you know it's mostly about what the way that we experience the world and Um, Also, you know, encouraging people to try and maybe think a little bit more deeply about where we're at.
1: You put out a a video a couple of days ago for Whitewater. Talk a little bit about that, because it's just a very fascinating piece of media.
0: Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, So, all the footage is found footage, and um, Sam Filmer, who's our synth player, um, was doing some urban exploration, or at least wandering through an abandoned building a couple of years ago, and came across an old dusty box of, um, I think, VHS cassettes, and they were transferred footage from um, somebody who had shot them all on 16mm film and had them transferred over. And, you know, after sitting on them for for a while, Sam sort of came to the band and said, hey, I've got this amazing trove of um, archive footage from what looks like the 50s or 40s or 50s um, from... Melbourne and kind of surrounding areas and some of it's really beautiful and some of it's really creepy and so he kind of showed it to us and and when we all saw the footage individually we all were like, just like, wow, this is incredible. Um, so we kind of talked about whether it was appropriate for us to try and use the footage for our own purposes and then kind of thought, well, okay, if we try and do this in a respectful way then we'd love to try and use this to accompany the song because you know, the songs about talking about um, natural beauty, but then also um, about, you know, the sinister side of it as well, you know, talking about um, being somewhere that you... uh, You know, part of of the lyrics are informed by conversations that I had with my parents who were um, on the northwest coast of Tassie and they could smell and see the bushfires in the air and um, smoke was um, sort of... All, all, um, all pervasive at that point in time, and there was a thin layer of ash um, that had seeped in through the windows um, of our, um, where my parents were staying at that point in time, and so I, I was really quite affected by that. And um, so, the video, I suppose, we wanted to try and reflect that feeling of like, um, you know, this innocence, but then this. Um, sense of kind of dread and of um, something looming but that you have no power to stop and um, that's kind of, I guess, why we wanted to use that footage. So, you know, we're very, very um, fortunate to have come across that footage and um, I guess we wanted to try and use it in a respectful way and we kind of hope that we have done that. But um, Yeah, amazing footage. and We don't know who, it's, who shot it either, so... Um, if anyone does see it and um, knows who the footage belongs to, please get in touch with us.
1: Yeah, such a such a crazy story. Just briefly, before I let you go, I, I read that you're already sort of writing new material. How do you approach that kind of so close to your previous album and also in light of that? Like, Do you try to go in a different direction? Do you try to improve things? What's, what's your approach for that?
0: Yeah, um, great question. And um, we after we recorded the record, so we recorded the songs in December, um, and it's now July, so we've had, you know, at least six months of kind of um, playing those songs and working out and kind of talking within the band about what we wanted to do next. So, you know, we kind of felt like um, the stuff that we're talking about on this record is really focused on um, external things, and we... Uh, looking at focusing um, a little bit more internally with this next batch of songs and kind of talking about things like um, anxiety and depression and, um, you know, we've all kind of had our own experiences of um, various kind of things relating to mental health um, and we I think we're going to try and focus um, on talking about that a little bit with this next batch of songs which is going to be interesting and quite probably... Um, I don't know. I think we'll probably feel quite vulnerable um, with the lyrics, but I think you know that's kind of having pushed ourselves musically with the first um, record. We kind of want to push ourselves lyrically and schematically with the second one, and try and make something that's really um, relevant to where we're at at the moment. So, um, so that's kind of where we're at. We've got um, one and a bit songs written for it, um, and. It's going to be super exciting when we're ready to sort of start playing those songs. I mean, that first one's almost ready to go. So um, we're really looking forward to getting into the stage where we can start to play some new stuff. Um, Yeah, because there's a good feeling in the band at the moment and we're pretty excited about um, trying to keep the ball rolling.
1: Cascades' debut album is out now. They'll be playing at the Reference Hotel on the 15th of July and the Gasometer on the 5th of August. Liam, I, I feel like I could talk to you for another hour, but thank you so much for the half an hour you've given me.
0: Awesome. Great to talk to you, Ben, and thanks so much for talking to me today. I um, really appreciate you asking me on the show, and thanks for um, giving the band a listen as well. Thanks for listening to the Moshpit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsyn and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitonsyn. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on SYN 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream SYN 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Sir Matthew from Flashground Apocalypse.
1: Hi, I'm Eunice from Girl School. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Olmey at
0: the next Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're
1: listening to The Mosh Pit on Stim FM.
0: Hi, this is Aina from Leopard.
1: Hi, I'm Virginia
0: Lilly from the band Lily. This is Round from 1349. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhand. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anstorax and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Tip.